0: Did you know that sometimes the best vacations are the ones that you take as part of a group, extended family, friends, coworkers, or even hobby mates? In this video, we look at the ins and outs of group cruising. And for you fans of bridge, make sure you stay to the end of the video to learn about a very special upcoming bridge cruise. A special guest today to talk about Groups and Group Cruising is Carrie Turner of Cruise Holidays. Carrie makes her home in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and has been meeting the needs of her clients in and around Halifax and Nova Scotia and across the country for 20 plus years. Hi, Carrie. Welcome to RTE Travel Talk.
1: Hi, Ken. Thanks so much for having me on today.
0: Uh, It's great to have you with us, Carrie. So, Carrie, one of the things that we get a lot of questions about on RTE Travel Talk, and I've seen it going back and forth over the years is groups, and in particular affinity groups on board these cruise ships. And I know that that's kind of your specialty, and you've done quite a number of them over the years. So I was wondering if we could have a little discussion today on just what is an affinity group and why I would be interested in getting on board with one on a cruise ship.
1: Absolutely. Sure. Thanks so much for inviting me to talk about affinity groups. Really, the best way and the easiest way to explain an affinity group is it's Mm -hmm. simply people who come together who have a common interest and would like to travel. And most groups have a leader like a what we in the industry might call a Pied Piper, somebody who's in generally in charge of the group, likes to lead the group in some way and works with me to organize and motivate members to travel with them
0: okay so like in terms of an affinity group what what would be an example of some affinity groups that we would find
1: oh there's there's lots of uh different different examples but most people are familiar with multi-generational cruises so when grandparents or great-grandparents decide they're going to take the whole family and everybody (laughs) goes on a cruise those are lots of fun but there's lots of different types of of organizations that people might not think about who would enjoy traveling together on a cruise for example hobby enthusiasts you know if you're uh, if you belong to a quilting group sometimes uh quilters likes to like to take their their quilting on a cruise and travel together Uh, yeah really alumni Hmm. groups lots of alumni groups out there another common Commonly understood, one are corporate meeting and incentive groups. That's fairly popular in the corporate field, but also history buffs and religious groups, um, milestone celebrations. You know, if somebody is celebrating a wedding or a particular anniversary that they want everybody to join. That could be a friends and family group. Also, wine and culinary cruises are really big. And bridge groups, card games, other types of affinities, people who, who essentially have a common enjoyed interest and might like to go with their friends on a trip.
0: Now, is this kind of like the same as a theme cruise? Carrie, like, you kind of see some of those advertised or, or are, these, are these a little bit different?
1: Well, it, it depends. So mm-hmm. most of the cruise lines, not, not all, but most, especially the luxury brands, they have on board theme itineraries throughout the year. So they dedicate a certain portion of their cruises to special events and themes. And that event might coordinate very well with the group that you belong to or that you're interested in traveling with so for example if if you are a wine enthusiast you might decide um hey you know our our members would really enjoy traveling on a river cruise together especially one that is already organized as a wine themed cruise so then the members travel together they have their own special events on board that are organized specifically and privately their group but then they're also able to participate in what the cruise line already has organized okay so, so that- you've got
0: the be- best of both worlds you've got
1: best of both what's worlds. organized
0: by the group and then if there's a particular theme mm-hmm. as in, for example a wine cruise on a river cruise mm-hmm. you get the be- best of both that's cool
1: that's really great. Yeah. And yeah. it works It works very well.
0: What advantages are there for people to bring a group onto either a river cruise or an ocean cruise? Is there a particular advantage, like why somebody would want to do that? Or as opposed to, for example, just, you know, let's all get together at a convention center.
1: Right. So many, many, okay. many, many advantages. Uh, for one, like a cruise is, a cruise is a very cost effective way to visit multiple destinations in a shorter amount of time. So it often will tick off a number of boxes in terms of what people's personal travel interests are, places they want to go and visit without the additional costs of perhaps traveling either by motor coach or by plane to different destinations, checking in and out of various hotels. All of those things really add up in cost and also can take away a little bit of just the overall enjoyment of travel. Once you get on a ship, it's uncomplicated. You unpack and you're there for the whole week. Nobody's worried about which restaurants are we going to book? You know, how early do we have to be up in the morning to catch the motor coach? What time is breakfast? There's a, a more leisurely approach to the travel, which in turn is just more relaxed. So that's a much more beneficial way many people find to, to travel. A motor coach is, is a great way to travel too, but it's, it's not as relaxed you know you're up in the morning no. you're on that motor coach you're traveling to a new destination yeah. whereas you know in the evening on a on a cruise the ship is taking you to the next destination and you're enjoying Whatever activity you might be doing with your group or the onboard entertainment on the ship, which is all included, right. you know, your meals, from a from a group leader perspective, the person who is leading the group, it's uh, it's it's simple. In terms of the biggest advantage, it's an easy going vibe yeah. for groups to travel.
0: Now you mentioned earlier about a group leader or or what's known as a Pied Piper. T- tell me a little bit more about that. What does that exactly mean?
1: Well, usually a group, well, in fact, a group has can't be successful unless somebody wants to put it together. Right. So the person, the person within that group who naturally might be an organizer anyway okay. would work would work with me to put together an itinerary that would work well for their group. We'd have a discussion about that, maybe create some marketing materials and and do some some joint marketing projects together in presenting to their membership to get their membership to travel. And then once on board, that person tends to be a go-to person. They're, They're leading whatever activities. So often they're already in some sort of leadership position. In the group, and they have a, a natural ability to bring people together already. So it's just something they do very naturally, and then they just simply take it on on a cruise.
0: And I would expect they're probably involved in, for example, you bring guest lecturers on board or people that would be appealing to the group.
1: Sometimes it all depends on on the group and what the group's interest is. Again, like in terms of tapping into the the themes that the cruise lines offer there's a possibility where you might have a particular interest that's already being covered by a cruise line and so a group leader might say this is our interest we we are nature enthusiasts and right. we would like to go to we'd like to go to Alaska most of our people have never been to Alaska so we put people on a ship that has already experts speaking about cultural aspects and the history and the nature of alaska that's a very successful group for us as well
0: so carrie what size of groups are there normally like is does it vary what's what can we expect so
1: so a group size can can vary one of the reasons why people often don't consider groups is that they think a group has to be a massive amount of people in order for it to be worthwhile whereas really A size can be as small as 16 people. 16 people constitutes a group. And some of my best groups that travel started out with just 16, 17, 18 people. And then they grew the group to 40, 50, 60 people over time. What happens is once that that first group travels and people see how much fun it was and how safe they felt traveling with their friends who have a common interest with them and how it was enjoyable to enjoy that time away whether it be 7 days, 12 days, 14 days all all within the safety of the group they already know. They yeah. come back and they talk about it to all the other people who maybe didn't choose to go on that first trip and then the second time around when when the group leader decides we're going to do this again, then what happens is people are lining up to go because they've heard how Rate it was
0: when it comes to groups is there any kind of price advantage like is there yes
1: a- there can be especially oh, really? if if we plan early that's okay. that's one of the keys is to work with work with your idea early on give yourself 12 to 18 months right. and then you know i'm able to negotiate usually some early booking discounts some special um, amenities on board the ship which can save people money. I negotiate with all the vendors, you know, your hotels, your airline, your transfer people, your crews, tours, and then we package things if we can into one nice price. And we we offer some early booking discounts. So often, yes, traveling with a group such as this has a great cost advantage.
0: Another question I have is for example, Deborah, my better half, she's mm-hmm. got a yarn burn upstairs and then that- that would just crazy more she she's into she's into she's into knitting and she's into machine knitting wonderful Um, yeah and but i got no desire
1: right (laughs) yeah
0: obviously right you're so not knitting if Hubby wants to come, well, Hubby <laughs> wants to come along on the knitting cruise. Yes. What, what's what's there to do for Hubby? The
1: the best thing about a ship is that yeah. there's always something to do on board. Right. You know, let's say Deborah is planning to meet with her group of knitters. They have they have a room where they are private for the duration. Maybe they're gone for an hour or two that particular day, and they're yeah. they're learning something new and knitting together. And and you're and you're like, okay, so now I have two hours. All you have to do is look. On your phone to see, or or on your in your, in the room on your TV to see what's on the agenda on the ship for that day. You can choose from many different activities on board, or you can simply do nothing and go to the pool with your book. It just it's really it depends on the person, but you're never at um, at a loss for things to do. I guess is the best way to explain it. And often another thing that naturally happens is you wouldn't be the only person on the knitting cruise, who's traveling with a companion who doesn't knit. And so then what we find is that new friendships develop with other people in the group. And people say, Hey, you know, you know, Deborah's going to to knit this afternoon, what are you doing? And, and that person might say, Well, listen, I thought I'd go to trivia, do you want to come to trivia with me? Or I thought I would do 10 laps on the promenade deck, because I'd like to get outside and get some exercise. And so that that's what typically happens right or
0: let's
1: go let's go share a cocktail at the cocktail bar you know it just depends on the person right
0: Mm -hmm. right so that there's more opportunity for the 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 companions to find things to do because i you know i suppose when you know we compare that to possibly being in a convention center sometimes these convention centers aren't all particularly centrally located so your companion can be spend a lot of time cooling his jets and not
1: centrally located. They're massive in terms of size. Yeah. So having that sort of relaxed, impromptu opportunity to just bump into somebody mm-hmm. and start a conversation is not as readily available in a larger convention center. And right. often people just sort of stay in their rooms if they're not doing it. They go to their hotel room and they maybe don't come out again until there's something happening. Whereas on a ship, there's always always something happening and it's not so big. You when
0: know. it comes to this type of travel, what advantages do you as a travel professional bring to that?
1: I really appreciate this question. The success of a group and a group traveling at all really right. depends on the details. Uh, the details are lengthy and can be complex. And I provide that personal advice and guidance on delivering the best possible travel experience for the group. So I handle all the negotiations with the numerous vendors that could be involved in your group. And I offer marketing support by perhaps doing presentations, doing professional flyers, emailing, and I handle all the billing and um, the assistance to every single person who might travel. I requ- I review all the things that are required for travel, like travel documentation, visas, inoculations, wherever you might be going. There's these things are really important, and if you don't do this every single day, you could miss a detail that's that's very, very, very important. And you're doing all, this for also, the
0: entire group.
1: Yeah, you do it. For you're the making whole group. sure
0: you're you're making sure everybody's ducks are in a row.
1: Correct. So, if you're a group leader, you're not focused on sort of what I call the back end things that make things right. run smoothly. You're focused on what are we going to do for fun? How yeah. am I going to have a great time with these people? You're not the, the other thing and probably one of one of the top things to also consider is travel insurance needs, especially yes. for a group. You need to understand the inclusions and exclusions of travel insurance. You certainly don't want to be uh, selling a trip where people don't understand what they need for insurance and then find yourself in a situation with a group somewhere and somebody has an emergency. You want to make sure that that's handled properly. So I, I do all the travel insurance needs as well.
0: So any group that you put together, travel insurance is included as part of it, which...
1: Yes. Insurance is an optional thing. People don't have to purchase it. But point is, is to make sure that everybody has insurance, whether they purchased it from me, or whether they've reviewed what they had the past few years, especially with the follow from the pandemic, really uh, highlighted how important it is to understand what you have for travel insurance.
0: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So tell me, do you specialize in any kind of affinity groups or do you, you know, you as the travel <laughs> professional, do you take all comers?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't say I take all comers, but uh I am absolutely open to discussions with yeah. with anybody about a group. That's where it all begins. Some people hesitate uh because they're not sure if their idea will fly or if it if it if it necessarily would meet the requirements of a group. But I'm pretty easy to talk to. Okay. So I just say reach out and let's so have you, a discussion about it.
0: So if you got an idea, give me a call.
1: Yeah, let's let's okay. give it a try and see if it well we I usually just go through a whole series of, of questions and and people have lots of questions that they want to ask me as well. And then I I'll know pretty quickly whether or not it could be successful.
0: So I notice that you have a particular affinity group going in next March. It's a bridge yeah. group,
1: isn't it? Yeah. Tell me a this little has bit been about that. This has been a pretty steady group um, okay. with me for about ten years. Their last trip was in 20, 2020, actually, and they did a, a lovely trip on Silver Sea Cruise Lines. And that they actually left and got back just before the borders closed. It was quite something. And then, uh, of course, we've been quiet for a couple of years due to pandemic. But we have them traveling again in March and everybody is is very excited. It's uh, it's a bridge cruise that I do with um, a company in Halifax called Grand Slam Adventures. Okay, And there are two ladies uh, and their partners who who lead that group, Kathy McNabb and Joanne Lyons. They are expert bridge crews instructors specializing in uh, duplicate bridge and they okay. deliver all levels, you know, from beginner to advanced. They do classes throughout. And so, yeah, they travel usually once a year yeah. and we have anywhere from, I'm going to say 26 people to we've had as many, I think, as 50, depending on, on the itinerary and, and the interest. So yeah, they're going carry- in this March.
0: Are those folks from just around uh, atlantic canada or do you have bridge players from across the country
1: typically the majority of this group is from atlantic canada but right. because uh the bridge world is very um networked and connected throughout north america we've often had people traveling with this group that come from the us as well or other places in canada that's yeah, it's really great they have they have so much fun because First of all, how, do you play bridge,
0: Ken? My parents play bridge. My parents yes. used, I don't play bridge, but I can I can fondly remember when I was growing up, they'd have bridge parties. They'd, there was a, yes. they'd have two tables set up in the living yes. room. There'd be six couples come over and they'd play bridge to the wee hours in the morning with just a little bit of the rye.
1: Yes, they have a good time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they, they really they really enjoyed it so this
1: this group in particular we block a room for the the bridge games and they do two or three sessions every single day Mm -hmm. Um, they also do private sessions for people who want to learn a little bit more and then they do some touring together with the cruise lines uh tours off the ship they have usually a cocktail party or two they have a couple of specialty dinners together and then they they dine together in the main dining room. What's been really great about this group is we have some sort of pre-retirement people, we have retired people, and we have some seniors. We also have some widows who have never, like have never traveled alone right. since losing a partner. And it's, you know, a, a fairly courageous thing for them to do. Oh, and they're still a little tender. For some of them, this has been, their first step out, uh, doing something new, since losing, you know, a life partner, the group really supports and surrounds those people. And it's been hugely beneficial for them. Uh, That's probably one of the biggest rewards I have actually is, is seeing how travel, especially with these groups can help someone transition uh, through a difficult period in their life, and then sort of find joy and reclaim things that they know that they'll love to do and be able to find a a path forward that's i get tremendous um personal uh sense of a of joy helping people with that
0: carrie this has been absolutely great information i've learned a ton (laughs) about groups If folks wanted to reach out to you about this group, if there's more space available on it, or perhaps they have an idea for another group, what's the best way to get hold of you?
1: Uh, Sure, yes, we do actually have some space still available for our bridge group for March of 2023. Anybody can uh, easily find me, just, you can give me a call. My number is Mm 902-880-5434, or you can send me an email. At Carrie, that's K E R R Y, at cruiseholidaysoakville.com.
0: Perfect. Like I said, Carrie, this has been absolutely great information. Is there anything
1: else you might like to add before we wrap up? Well, just that I really appreciate the opportunity you gave me today to come on and talk a little bit about affinity groups. I'm actually leading another one next year in October. My husband and I are doing a friends and family group, good friends of ours who are getting married next summer. We're we're all going to Tahiti to celebrate their, their nuptials. So we're doing a Windstar friends and family group with them, ones that we're actually leading. So we're kind of excited about that.
0: Wow, that sounds and,
1: like... Yeah, it's going to be a good one.
0: I'm looking forward to hearing all about that uh, Windstar Cruise to Tahiti. We'll have to have you back for that. Are you up for that? Oh,
1: oh my gosh, yes. I'll, I'll be up for that. I might <laughs> right. even have a few pictures. <laughs>
0: all right. Well, that sounds like a plan to me, Carrie. Okay, so with Ken. that, I'm just going to wish you safe and happy cruising. May the wind always be at your back. And I hope to see you on the Lido deck soon.
1: That's right. Bow to the wind. (laughs) Take care. Take care, Ken. Bye for
0: now. And that about wraps it up for today, folks. A very special thanks to my guest, Carrie Turner of Cruise Holidays. If you'd like to reach Carrie about her bridge cruise or another possible group cruise, I will leave her contact information in the description. If you'd like to reach us, you can send a question to questions at realtravelexperts.com. Visit our website, realtravelexperts.com, or simply leave a comment. We always respond. And as always, folks, if you enjoyed this content, please like, subscribe, and ring the bell. It certainly appreciated, it and helps us to spread the word. So until next time, happy travels.